Welcome to a series of podcasts brought to you by Yale University. This is Marie Boroff, Sterling Professor Emeritus of English at Yale University, delivering her graduate convocation address. If I intended to address you today about the long-term trajectories of your careers, I would say what I've said in the past to a number of your predecessors. Do the work that only you can do and leave the rest to fate. I still consider that good advice, but what I want to talk about today is not the long haul, but the continuity of living that unfolds as day by day and hour by hour we create our futures. It is an uphill slog that I privately call the glass mountain, and I want to commend to your attention three skills or faculties, or tools that are helpful as we try to meet our daily quota of ascent. Each has many names. The names I will use for the moment are attention, detachment, and gaiety. The faculty of attention might be visualized as a searchlight mounted on a swivel. Such a device is in the possession of every one of us. Since we own it, we should be able to control it completely. But in use, it proves refractory. The light we train on the chosen object tends to grow feeble, like a flashlight battery wearing out, or worse, it veers off in unanticipated directions. The poet William Butler Yeats wrote, Hands, do as you're bid. Bring the balloon of the mind that bellies and drags in the wind into its narrow shed. All of us struggle with that balloon as we do the kind of work we do, confronting the written page or, more laborious still, the blank one. But attention matters at least as much in the human interactions that take place away from the desk. The French mystic Simone Veil said that the most important of all is the ability simply to ask another person, what are you going through? To ask and mean the question fully and give the answer our full attention. If attention bears down, detachment rises up. When we have it, as they say at NASA, we have liftoff. If attention is centripetal, concentric, in that it involves concentration, detachment operates as a widening circle. The higher our point of vantage, the wider the circle becomes. From that rising vantage point, we see ourselves, first life-size, then gradually growing smaller. With increasing detachment, the heaviness of gravity gives way to levity. I'm reminded that Yeats, the poet I quoted earlier, also said that wisdom is a butterfly and not a gloomy bird of prey. That's an insight I value, and I keep it in my mental thesaurus. I think that the gradient from information to knowledge to understanding to wisdom involves a changing balance between gravity and levity, such that gravity, the bearing down of attention, prevails at first, and levity, detachment from the work of paying attention and the achievement that results from it, becomes more and more important. Eventually, we have to drag the balloon of the mind back out of the shed and ride upward with it so that we see the world in all its vastness and ourselves in all our insignificance. 
You may find my definition of gaiety a bit eccentric. I mean by it the capacity to take pleasure in the continuous inundation of the individual human consciousness by change in a world beyond our control, something like the pleasure of standing in the ocean and laughing as the big icy waves break over our head. Thinking about this kind of gaiety, I think not of Yeats, but of Wallace Stevens, in particular his marvelous poem, The River of Rivers in Connecticut. By the river of rivers, Stevens meant the incessant flow of consciousness, what he would have called imagined reality that accompanies our lives. He begins his poem by invoking a great river this side of Stygia, that is, distant from the realm of the dead, adjacent to the mythical river Styx. He goes on to say, In that river, far this side of Stygia, the mere flowing of the water is a gaiety, flashing and flashing in the sun. And since the river for each of us is local as well as universal, belonging in his case to Connecticut as well as to the cosmos, he adds a touch or two of local color. The steeple at Farmington stands glistening, and Haddam shines and sways. Stevens was in his mid-seventies when he wrote The River of Rivers in Connecticut. It is obvious that this third faculty or gift that I am talking about has little or nothing to do with the unthinking high spirits of a puppy or a small child. It belongs rather to those old enough to have seen misfortune and endured affliction and yet retained their zest for life. I think of the gaiety of Mozart writing music for the comically amorous duet of Papageno and Papagena in The Magic Flute only months before his death. Or we might contemplate the gaiety of the great Japanese master of painting and drawing, Hokusai, who at 75, having produced literally thousands of sketches, wrote that he had finally, quote, learned a little about the real structure of nature, of animals, plants, trees, birds, fishes, and insects, and that he hoped that by the time he became 110, everything he drew, be it a dot or a line, would be alive. He signed this statement, Old Man Mad About Painting. <clears throat> or, lest we become awestruck and stiffen into a solemnity inappropriate to this occasion, let me quote a bit of gaiety from the later poetry of Robert Frost, who knew, if any poet ever did, how to season gravity with levity. It's nothing to me who runs the dive. Let's have a look at another five. Gravity, levity, gaiety. I hope the years to come will see you working with sustained attention when you need to, remembering also to pay full attention to the other people in your lives, viewing your own accomplishments and honors with detachment, combining gravity with levity in due proportions, and contending successfully, at least part of the time, against a world that will do its best to squeeze the gaiety out of you. And... If I may repeat the advice I referred to when I began, 
I urge you to do the work that only you can do and leave the rest to fate. Marie Boroff is Sterling Professor Emeritus of English at Yale University. This was recorded on May 15, 2007.